0: Gathering of the Geeks, podcast and YouTube show built around the things we as geeks all love. Hashtag we gather on Sundays. Thank you for checking out the one where John Travolta is the bad guy. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Emmett, and I'm joined by the Ted Lasso to my coach, Beard, Chris Evans. Chris, how are you?
1: Perplexed. What is the deal, with John Travolta?
0: <laughs> uh, that, that will be uh, included in my uh, What Did I Watch this week. So Okay, I, I, I was, was curious. Read. Please wait and see.
1: <laughs> I, I am the you... You have my curiosity. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Thirdly, uh, you,
1: you have my curiosity. I have my attention.
0: He does. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Gathering of the geeks is available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Just search "Gathering the Geeks" and you'll find us right there. What's up to Eric, Phil, and Phil? Um, How is everybody doing on this fine <laughs> Sunday evening? Chris, are you a handyman? If you need something done around the house, can you swing a hammer and and make it make it work? Sometimes
1: it depends what it is.
0: How about what about your time management skills with with handymaning stuff? We we put up a, a barn door today, one of those like sliding ones. I love barn doors. So we put that up today, and I'm like, ah, forty five minutes, no problem. Three hours later, uh, we finally got it up, and I just I was beyond tired and frustrated. I like to think of myself as a fairly handy
1: handyman,
0: mm-hmm. um, but you know, I mean, I I don't know how long things are supposed to take. You know, it's three hours putting up a door. You think that's too long?
1: Door hanging is a very tedious task that most people will Mm -hmm. not do.
0: Uh, So when I I,
1: I was managing a remodeling company, my buddy and I owned it. And door hanging was something that we hated doing. (laughs) And even our employees, we just knew carve out the time. This is not going to be fun. Right. <laughs> so yeah, door not, not a good time. And barn doors, especially, because mm-hmm. of the way they're they're installed. Oh yeah. More can go wrong because they're on a sliding thing. <laughs> Instead crazy. of a hinge that you just screw in place and pray you did it at the right angle mm-hmm. <laughs> or the, the right height and whatnot. Whereas a sliding mm-hmm. door, if it's not straight. Yeah, have a yep. good
0: time. That's what I was worried about when we we like we actually got it all put up. We were putting it on the thing, and I'm like expecting the door just to go zzz, like just slide right to, down to one end. But uh, thankfully, we got it um, put up. And whenever I talk to my father-in-law about doing stuff, and like I always ask him about plumbing, mm-hmm. he, he always curses about plumbing. He hates plumbing as yeah. his handyman job, but he likes electrical. Like he can, you know, he doesn't work He's not worried about getting electrocuted, but he's learning <laughs> worried about getting wet. <laughs>
1: I mean, you're not really getting... It's not clean water getting wet with most of the time. Yeah. So, I I get Mm that. Nobody likes being a Ninja Turtle. Except the
0: Ninja Turtles. Except the Ninja... (laughs) (laughs) They love that sewer stuff. Yeah, they do. Pennywise, I guess. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there you go. Okay, who would win? You're going to fight Pennywise or the Ninja Turtles? Oh. I'm going to
1: have to say Pennywise
0: yeah (laughs) i think mikey's gonna get stuck in the deadlights yeah they're they're not very smart sometimes i can feel like they get tricked just like georgie would
1: well georgie's in special class (laughs) not to rehash that but we all know
0: that. (laughs) Um. what about concerts chris are you a concert guy do you like going to concerts what was the last concert you've been to
1: you know, I, I don't think I like concerts because I was mm-hmm. dragged to so many of them as a teenager. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother's a metalhead. So oh, yeah. I've seen like multiple OzFests, mm-hmm. all kinds mm-hmm. of court concerts. Um, basically any large group in the early 2000s, even like the, yeah, I'd say early 2000s. I saw them and usually I didn't want to. So I think because of that, I don't really do concerts. The last concert I did go to, though, was KISS, which is something I picked to do, mm. and that was mm-hmm.
0: awesome. Are you one of the people that like to sit down, or are you a stand-up-and-move-around and type of guy? Do you like going, what do they call it, the the pit? You know, the area around the stage? Where, where's your preferred uh, location? Well,
1: <laughs> been, I've been to a couple of OzFests, actually. <laughs> um, uh, it, well, at those concerts, I was a sit-down-when-can-we-leave guy. Oh, yeah. Because I, I, I'm not really a metal person. I like some stuff. Like Disturbed was, a, it was really big for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like Marilyn Mass at the time, not so much now. Um, I I think I saw Slipknot, and I was very unhappy there. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. You know. uh, do you like concerts?
0: Well, me, me and my wife went to a concert this weekend. We went to... Um... We went to see the Arkells. Do you know who the Arkells are? You know those. No. So they're they're uh, they're a Canadian band. Um, they're from Hamilton, which is about three hours from here. And okay. We went to see them, and we went to the pit area. It's called just the general admission floor, um, I guess. Like it's a standing area. We were I don't know ten feet from the stage. Had a great time, um, and we went to another concert right when we st- first started dating um and it was a sit down one but eventually you have to stand up even when you're at these like the annoying thing is about artists like they don't let people just sit down and enjoy the fun like they're always like oh everybody get on their feet and dance and move And am like no can i just sit here and listen to the music that'd be great
1: yeah i mean like at the rock concert i, I was too it was common to hear you know get the up <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> yeah
0: exactly <laughs>
1: Imagine like like one of those beeps just now to fill in the blank there.
0: Get this. Yes, that's oh. right. You yeah. don't
1: need the explicit rating tonight. Um, okay, so you you don't mind the standing though?
0: Yeah. Or... So I, I I hate crowds in general. Like yes. that that's always a tough time. And like me when me and my, my wife went just this weekend, like we constantly just like kind of held each other, kept each other very close to one mm-hmm. another. So we're not. You know, trying to get bumped into. And if we do get bumped into, we're like, we're one unit. So we're a little stronger um, than the rest of them. So, you know, it wasn't as bad as I expected it. When I bought the tickets, I was just like, okay, I need to buy the best available tickets. And I need to get them before they're gone. Mm -hmm. Because tickets are so hard to find. And they're so very expensive. So I didn't really look to see what tickets I had bought. And like a week ago, my wife was like, we're on the floor, like we're gonna be standing and in a Mm -hmm. crowd. I'm like, yeah, I guess so. Um, So it was a lot better than I expected it to be. Um, You know, we had to move around a little bit and we got bumped in a bunch of times by by people having a really, really good time at these concerts who like to (laughs) dance and jump and all that kind of stuff. And um, we didn't do as much of that. But the one thing about concerts, and this is kind of the same thing we talk about with movies, like there are movies that you need to see in theaters. And I think there are bands that you have to see live because the music is just, it's different somehow. Um, Like they, they play louder, they sing louder, they... They bring more energy. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I had a great time with concerts. And I've been to three concerts in my life, two of them the same artist. And every time I had a good time, it's just, you know, I, I often think about that sitting down. If I could sit down, like I sit in my house to watch a movie, to watch a somebody sing, I think I would rather do that than get trampled and bumped into and my foot stepped on by a whole bunch of people. So I, know, I, I like the I like the aspect of it. Like if I can watch a movie by myself where there are people talking mm-hmm. at a movie theater, I would rather do that. If I could sit down calmly and watch a, 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 an artist at a, you know, a big concert and, and not have to look at anybody or smell anybody or touch anybody, I would rather that, too. So it's, it's a give and take. But I, I definitely like the experience of the music. I think the music itself is better live than it is on a record or whatever.
1: Well, Ian seems to disagree with you about sitting. He says, I like to, I like standing to have a dance and jump around, but the short duty can suck. So I've had, um, when I've had to stand at these things, I've had people doing the jumping around stuff, and <laughs> I've been almost knocked over before, and I get it, you're having a great time. I'm not upset about it. But maybe mm-hmm. sometimes check your surroundings.
0: That's, that, that's the biggest thing with us. Like We had people who bumped into us, and then they said sorry to us. Yeah. Which is great. If I, if you if you you're, have a great time, but you need to understand that I'm also standing right beside you. And if and there's some people who, you know, smelling beer and and, and not being considerate, those are the people I get upset about. So, yeah, like, but I bumped into people. It happens. You say sorry and you kind of move on.
1: It's part of the I think it's part of the concert going thing. Um, that, those, and That's the
0: other thing. It has to be an expectation that you're going to get bumped into and it's going to be obtrusive at times.
1: I'll say it varies on the concert you go to. Um Phil brings know. up Powerman 5000, but it's on a great show. Um, and I just remembered the last cast I went to was not Kiss. It was actually Rob Zombie in Power Man oh,
0: 5000.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I missed Power Man 5000, but I did catch Rob Zombie, which is a, a great show. And that one, you kind of figure people would be going nuts and jumping around, but they were mm-hmm. really calm, which was surprising. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Phil, oh, you've seen Gore, Phil? That's pretty cool. I don't know if I like Gore's music, but I think they're fun to look at. That's a band, yeah. Gore. gore, they're um really theatrical. They wear like mm-hmm. monster gear and they're gory. That's like gory music. I don't know how, you, I don't, I don't know how to describe it.
0: But... Gory, it's like really gory music. It's gory, <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> I mean, if you've seen the movie uh, Empire Records, yeah, no, no, well, okay, that's fine. <laughs> Uh, he says, "I live. I love concerts in a smaller life houses instead of big arenas. I don't get watching the artist on a huge screen while the actual artist is barely visible. That's how I feel about it too. If I'm not, if I can't really see the person, what did I pay for? I could have watched this at home.
0: Well, those ones that you mentioned, like uh, Rob Zombie or or you know Kiss, they would have been in big venues, right? They
1: were, but I had with Kiss, I had close seats. Also, Kiss kind of moves around a lot." Like, there's okay. a point in the concert where Paul Stanley lines across the arena. Oh, Fucking incredible. It, it is incredible <laughs> to see. This <laughs> 70-year-old dude is 20 feet above your head just gliding. Mm-hmm. In the case of Rob Zombie, I was um, with a buddy of mine who uh, kind of travels with them. With Rob, well, he travels with Power Man oh, nice. as he works with them. So I was mostly backstage. <clears throat> um, which was pretty cool.
0: I like the idea, like Chris is talking about there, when we went this past weekend, we went to a um, an arena where an OHL hockey team plays, mm-hmm. Ontario Hockey League plays, and it's like 3,000 people, um, you know, a small enough venue um, where, you know, you, you don't feel overly crowded, and it's not overly loud, and you can see you know, clearly, there's no screens or anything like that, so I like that idea.
1: Uh, Cook says, My last in-experience was Lamb of God. I saw my life flash <laughs> from <before> my eyes. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, People get wild at concerts. It's crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that, the, it's just like somehow they're like a brain, the switch gets flipped or they're just like a different person sometime. You know, it's just like, I'm going to dance like, and literally like nobody's watching I, and nobody's around me. And I'm just going to live my best life
1: <laughs> i never thought this phrase would come in handy it's from a song that i can't remember what the title is but the phrase is the music makes you lose control it's like an old 80s dance song mm-hmm. it actually came in it's handy true. to remember that <laughs> <laughs> uh hey joe joe says drain puts on a crazy show too i'm not familiar with drain do you know drain
0: no it just sounds like we have a lot of heavy metal fans who watch our show chris that's for sure
1: <laughs> it's always fun to hear people's music tastes because we've talked about this before I listen to pretty yeah. much everything. You listen to a lot of stuff. Yeah. So it's cool to always, you know, you find new stuff. No Barrier Shows are the wild. What's a No Barrier Show? Is that when there's no, um, I guess you just run up to the stage? Listen, one? Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil says Lamb of God is incredible. I think mm-hmm. I've heard Lamb of God before, but I can't remember. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's Missy Elliott. What did I miss?
0: That song, <laughs> the song you were talking about? The Lyric?
1: Is it no no it's. it's <laughs> she might have reused it but it's in another thing it's like an old rap song or something I, don't know. I think she sampled it and it looks like a metalhead
0: I uh, no I'm I'm the opposite of the metalhead Phil yeah I don't like the I, I like some screaming but not uh, not a lot of it and I don't like I don't know I just that's not one of the um, musical uh, genres that I'm really into I never, never really I don't know if I've ever really tried to listen to it though um yeah i don't know like i've listened kinda... to i've heard some slipknot songs is that what we're talking about that's the same kind of thing right
1: no a name
0: god and oh, okay i think that's a little different
1: i kind of like the stuff mm. with like opera music with screaming over it maybe <laughs> like um there's i forgot the name of it damn it lacuna coil i think is their name i kind of like that
0: mm.
1: stuff like that I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh. Frank said, did Molly the Country Concert work strip Balls? I was young and stupid.
0: Just curious, what country
1: concert was it? And, and was anybody else on Molly? Or how did that work?
0: Yeah, let's hear more of the story, Frank. It sounds fun.
1: Yeah, we, we need more of that, Frank. Uh, there are a lot of subgenres of metal, so it's all good. Slipknot is technically new metal. Yeah, I, I can listen to some of Slipknot, but like their older stuff mm. is, is not for me.
0: Fair enough music is fun music is fun and like in like with comic books yeah, and, and movies and tv shows there's so much to listen to and people like what they like you know mm-hmm. we're going to talk about that kind of a little bit later chris but you know people like what they like and you know people can be unassuming as well you know phil thinks i listen to to metal and i don't but you know <laughs> sometimes you're know, like looking at you chris and hearing you talk maybe that's just a weird thing but and your, your appearance in Mr. Plaid shirts and glasses um, and a Batman hat. Like, sure, you like you like that kind of music? I have no idea, you know?
1: I've been to a Spice Girls concert. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on.
0: <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's, there's a musical genre for everyone, so for sure. <laughs> uh, all right, Chris, so uh, what would you get up to uh, this week? Did you watch anything? Did you read anything cool?
1: Uh, i did watch some stuff i got in i wanted to watch his verse for me um, cool. before we do that Versus verse Line 3 and all hope is gone era of stuff that's probably peak for me i think i did like subno verses i could be wrong though oh we got an update from frank <laughs> <laughs> it was a bunch of country bands to make it big my girlfriend at the time wanted to go. You'll be surprised at how insane country concerts can get. <laughs> okay, so I live in Texas. Next time there's one, I might have to go. I, I was to
0: gonna school. say, Chris, you need to experience this. At the, I,
1: the I've been to an outdoor. Of, well, I've been to an outdoor event where there was country, but it was all mm. families and everybody was mostly calm. Sure, sure. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> um, so I got into Six Feet Under this week. I've been wanting to get into the show yeah. because you've been recommending it. Um, I know our friend Cookie has, and a couple other people. <laughs> So I finally started it. I'm uh, three episodes in, three or four, hmm. and it's it's not exactly what I expected. I think hmm. I told you it's going to be fun, and you said no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I didn't know what you meant because I thought Six Feet Under was like a dark comedy, right? Kind of like in, in the vein of Dead Like Me or something mm-hmm. like that. Right. And it, it's it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is a very like that first episode within the first. 10 minutes or so mm-hmm. is really wild and dark <laughs> and it doesn't really get any lighter which i don't mind i think it's fine sure but it just it was unexpected to me also the amount of actors i recognized was unexpected yeah other than of course uh, michael c hall who oh, yeah. i realized just looks like a mad baby at all times I don't know if just because he's younger in this show and he's always like yeah. got a stern look. He's mm-hmm. just like angry baby all day. Mm-hmm. And of course, um they're followed up from Step Brothers. I think his name was Richard Jenkins. Yeah, Richard Jenkins, yeah. But the two that caught me off guard is uh Federico is from Love the movie Federico. Can't Hardly Wait. Oh he yeah plays one of Seth Green's buddies. <laughs> so as soon as I saw I was like, I know that dude. Mm-hmm. And then of course the the sisters also from Can't Hardly Wait.
0: Oh yeah, Claire.
1: Yeah, oh. Claire is also was oh, also. She was the the girl that Seth Green um, has a relationship with.
0: <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah. I wonder. Well, I wonder where that movie is in comparison to the TV show.
1: I think like, around the same time.
0: Like in between, like the seasons, like between. Oh um, no,
1: Can't Hardly or... Wait, I believe it was like ninety eight or ninety nine. Mm. It could be wrong. It was in that time frame though, not, not too long. Okay, that's funny. Yeah, um, but the show is great. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't like Nate at all still. I'm slowly yeah. warming up to him.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: uh, David is by far my favorite character. I love his, uh, the quiet rage he has. Oh, yeah. And he's very melancholy. So I'm, I'm cool mm-hmm. with it. Uh, <clears throat> all right, gents. It's been a day. I will catch up the show in audio form. Glad I stopped by. Much love. See you later, Phil. Have hey, a good pal. night. Thank you um Uh, i'm
0: so glad you're watching it um because i think by the end of it you'll well even just the more you go i think you're really going to enjoy the show um yeah like i said where you said it you asked if it or you said it was going to be fun and i said it's not there's just so much emotion in the show and the people like the main characters have so many issues like it's and some of them are very unhealthy issues Mm -hmm. and they're all in a very downward spiral obviously since um their father died um and it's just it it, it gets worse for some and by the end of it it's you know by the end of it you may feel a different way um but it's just like the characters are just they're so toxic as well like they're not good to each other in a lot of ways and they're not good to themselves in a lot of ways and they go through just so much in the six seasons and like it's a straight up story about death like every episode starts with somebody dying
1: okay that's a thing i didn't know if that's yeah, just that like, yeah okay.
0: well you've seen three now and you would have you know i I can't remember the first one. Is the first one his dad dying?
1: Yeah, the first one is his dad, but I just kind of took that. Okay, that's right. just the way the show opens. But then the other two do have the deaths. Yeah. And the other yeah. two don't have the fake commercials.
0: <clears throat> right. <laughs> yeah. And
1: I really like the fake commercials. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm good with the trade-off. Okay, we get a, yeah. uh, like a gory death at each one. That's that's kind
0: of cool. Right. Yeah, and like how it's related to them in the morgue and, and you know, the, the all the work that gets done to those mm-hmm. bodies afterwards and all that kind of stuff is really cool. Um, it's just there's just so much that happens, and I think you're gonna find some humor. I can't. I, I honestly I really haven't did. seen the show I, I in a very long time,
1: but there is. It just that first episode is really heavy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I and think it, it's that, just, uh, Yeah. I needed like a a cleanser after that first episode.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because it, it was it was really dark.
0: Yeah. It, it gets like and the stuff that happens to the characters, it, 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 like in I. David is one of my favorite TV characters of all time. Huh. he has some really, really bad stuff that he gets into. Um, Looking forward throughout to it. the seasons, like him and uh, he, he has his he has the, his boyfriend already in the first three episodes. Yeah, him and Keith. Um, yeah, so the stuff happens with them, and um, but it all it all comes back around um, by the end of the by the end of the series. And I hope you hope he stick with it. Um, six episodes or six seasons i think there's only 12 episodes per season um lovely old hbo Uh, i can tell you i'm pretty into it right now
1: especially because i have nothing else to watch right now that helps Like there's no other shows so this kind of fits the bill for me sure and i I like the tone of it It, it's it is dark Mm -hmm. humor once you get past the first one yep and i kind of also love the ridiculous nature of it Mm-hmm. Like they have to put these bodies back together, and so far yeah. the the two episodes There's something about each one. It's interesting. That's right. Like the the yeah. dough thing, the guy that got stuck in the dough mixer.
0: Oh yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> that was kind of
0: hilarious to me. Yeah, yeah. The 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 imaginative ways they use for people to die are, are some of the humor. Um, yeah, when
1: they yeah. couldn't find the foot, they used a leg of lamb. I thought that was hilarious.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah,
1: really enjoying Six Feet Under.
0: Yeah, good. I'm I'm, I'm glad.
1: Uh, Now, Ian brought up something. I know you didn't watch it, but I do Mm -hmm. want to mention. That's The only thing we should be talking about this week is Loki. The finale was epic. I agree with Ian completely. Mm -hmm. I think Loki, for me, it is my... To me, it is the best MCU series. It is my favorite. And what's funny to me, in a way, is that Loki was one of the series I said, do we need a Loki series? Mm. Why are we getting a Loki series? And then I watched the first scene, and I was in love with it. And then the second scene, I was like, okay, what are we going to do with it? And mm-hmm. it is just fantastic. Loki, I think, is one of the best MCU characters we have. Mm-hmm. And part of it is Tom Hiddleston. I really think that if this was another actor, maybe it wouldn't hit the same way.
0: Mm.
1: But he just kills it. It's it's really, really a good finale. And a great... Um, I don't want to spoil anything, but it's, it's a great... Uh, great way to see loki i suppose fair
0: enough
1: <laughs> yeah i don't know if disney plus is already a spoiler as they normally do so we'll just keep that to them at home
0: <laughs> yeah they love spoiling their stuff already
1: they do like i'm surprised there hasn't been a poster if there is i didn't see it i've been busy they might yeah. already put a poster of what happens at the end you know um, i
0: don't know if i saw anything
1: he reveals he's really optimus prime
0: of course
1: uh did anyone watch the killer i did not did you no, I'm getting to it this week. Okay. Yeah, I, I probably will, too. I, I was going to watch it last night, but then I got sucked into that Six Feet Under. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ian watched it, though. He said it was a really good film. <laughs> he's not a very really good killer, though. He's not. He's no Leon. I haven't mm. seen The Professional yet. Ooh, uh, that's I, interesting. we love that one. I probably would. Uh, Frank mm-hmm. says Six Feet Under is great. It's just a very real, authentic show. That's not the thing about it. The characters feel real so far,
0: Yep. which I appreciate. I would agree with that 100%.
1: Uh, Cookie says, I forgot about the fake commercials. They were so ridiculous in the best way. It reminds me of the commercials in RoboCop, which I'm also <laughs> a big fan of. Yeah, that's funny. Sooner or later, death becomes the most normal thing about the show. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. For All my- Mankind is Back. I love that show. Uh, Cookie's talking about the killer. I wasn't expecting what we got. I need to rewatch it because I didn't enjoy my first watch as much as I thought I would. <laughs> hmm. Ian is on the same level with her. I guess we're going to have to talk about this next week after we see it. I believe so. I like Killers and Michael Fassbender.
0: (laughs) You do. That's true.
1: (laughs) I enjoy Killers. Um, So, yeah, I watched Loki. I watched uh, some Six Feet Under. Uh, I also watched this uh, thing on Max. Have you ever heard the story of Peter and the Wolf? I don't think so. Okay, I hadn't either. I didn't know it was a thing. Um, But there's a show on Max. It's drawn by Bono of U2. And it's just like, I guess it's a fairy tale. I don't really know what it is. It's only about 30 (laughs) minutes long. It was kind of interesting. I I wouldn't say I loved it or anything, but the animation was cool. Hmm. So I just wanted to mention that. If you guys have 30 minutes to kill and just need some background noise, check
0: it out. Yeah, something by Bono.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting that it's from Bono. He, he drew it, which is, I don't know, Bono can draw. Apparently, he can do
0: more than sing. Apparently, he can. <laughs> more, more than sing st- and, uh, and and humanitarian work.
1: <laughs> yeah, he does a lot of stuff. He wears many hats. Yeah, he wears many hats. <laughs> yeah, right. wears many hats. Uh, and then I, I, I saw the marbles, which I think we'll talk about in a little bit.
0: Yeah, we'll save that for yeah. our main topic of the show.
1: What do you uh, watch?
0: Uh, so, I went through a little John Woo phase uh, earlier okay. this uh, week, and that's kind of where the John Devolt is the bad guy. I watched Face-Off, oh. um, and then I watched Broken Arrow. Uh, I love Broken which Arrow. I, had, yeah, so I, I, I hadn't seen that one in a long time, and, for some, and I had thought Broken Arrow came out first before mm-hmm. Face-Off, but it didn't uh, when I was looking it up um, a little bit later. Um, I remember liking Broken Arrow a lot more than I did this time. It's still a very fun movie. Um, John Travolta is turned up in it, mm-hmm. um, uh, which is fine. Uh, you know, Christian Slater is uh, is good too, um, for sure. And it's got some really nice action. You know, the John Woo action, all that kind of stuff. But um, I, I I hadn't seen it since I was you know since it came out, um, or not since it came out, but for a very long time. Um, so I wanted to get to that after I watched Face Off, and it is Face Off is just and I, this isn't new or anything, but Face Off is just so much fun like it's just awesome like and it doesn't like not both movies they don't make any sense the plot is ridiculous the the story beats are just weird and 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 confusing but like the action the John Woo action is perfection Nicolas Cage is obviously perfection oh, yeah. um like and it's it's so it, but it's so quickly how perfection Nicolas Cage is like and not the opening scene when he he in in face off when he shoots um, John Travolta's kid, but the one right after that when he's wearing the priest uniform and he's doing his dancing and yeah, I love like that. it's just it's just whole, like and I, I I I can't I don't know back then, um, but like we know what Nicolas Cage is now, but do you know what it was like back then?
1: I think Nicolas that was Cage like
0: being Nicolas Cage.
1: I think that was one of the first movies you really saw him like that. Yeah, I, I think so because the re- his roles before that were different. <laughs> like mm-hmm. he was in a couple of rom-coms,
0: right? Um, yeah, Raising Arizona,
1: Raising. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he, he was people. in, like comedies and stuff like that, <laughs> and he had some dramatic roles like Leaving Las Vegas and whatnot. Right. So, so yeah, I think based off might have been the first time we got the Cage we know now, and I think the Cage yeah. most of us love. I mean, I love everything he sure. does usually, but yeah, <laughs> um, the, yeah, that that's that's a good performance. <laughs> He's a it's it, it,
0: it, yeah, it's so much fun, and like John Travolta does, like this. The obviously the switch is a lot of fun. Um, you know, John Travolta as the bad guy is such an interesting idea. Because um, that's the thing. The, the same thing I, I was wondering about Nick Cage. People wondering, well, what the hell is he doing? Why is he acting like that? I wonder if it's the same thing with John Travolta, saying like, you know, Saturday Night Fever guy. And I don't know when um, Pulp Fiction came out uh, compared to these as well. Uh, I think I, Pulp I Fiction
1: was ninety four ish
0: yeah and i think these are the year or two afterwards um so I, I was wondering about that as well seeing john travolta as a bad guy as opposed to you know the john travolta and like i guess he's kind of a bad guy in carry a little bit he's more like a jerk um a, a school bully um but I I, I I i one of the things i wondered about when these movies came out what people thought of these two actors who like you said nick cage was known for something different and i wonder if the same was the same could be said for John Travolta as well
1: um you know I think uh, I don't know that's a good one because John Travolta I think over the years has become more of a villain actor even he's in a movie with uh John rise Davis I think or John Reese Davis something oh, about yeah Paris,
0: I yeah that's right yeah yeah
1: that he's a villain in that too he plays a really good villain mm-hmm. and what's interesting about Face how specifically he's playing it's John Travolta playing Nicolas Cage playing a villain Right. <laughs> it's, it's a dude playing a dude playing another dude. It, <laughs> it really works out very well. <laughs> I happen to love it. I love John Travolta too, though. Not as much mm-hmm. as Nick Cage, but I do like John Travolta. Quite a
0: bit. Yeah, and it, uh, it, it's, yeah, go ahead.
1: Uh, excuse, excuse. No, Joe, the, the new Transformers comic isn't tied to the Netflix show.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, I, and in the comments, people are talking about The Rock. I watched The Rock as well. Um, I I kept going on the Nicolas Cage kind of train, but I also looked up like, um, you know, the best Jerry Brockheimer movies or the most top-rated Jerry Brockheimer movies. Just uh, I don't know why I wanted to watch those type of movies. Um, this week, Uh, just felt right for some reason. Um, but The Rock again. uh, People are saying like, and I, 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 I I meant to get to Con Air as well, and I didn't get to it. Um, But The Rock is great awesomeness as well. Um you know Nick Cage but it's it, it's a different it's it's a different Nick Cage than um obviously from his face off days and i wonder about the uh, again i didn't look but the how how all these movies came out And we talked about this when we were talking about Nick, Nick Cage a couple of months ago or weeks ago like that time for Nick Cage in the 90s was <laughs> quite a wild time for uh, well, for him yeah, and his like movies
1: face off and Kanye came out in the same year
0: yeah <laughs>
1: it's crazy yeah and two wildly <laughs> different performances yeah yeah, uh, he says Face Off is amazing. I love Broken Arrow as a kid, but it hasn't aged as well as Face Off. I haven't right. seen it since I was a kid, but I um, mm-hmm. in that movie, I'm all I also really love Christian Slater. Yeah, so they, I'm good with either one of the casts in those movies. Yeah, but John Travolta, though, I think is an interesting one uh, in that in that time frame because he, he had Pulp Fiction, he had Face Off, Broken Arrow, and then he did those Generals Daughter movies.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then it's kind of like he went away. Mm-hmm. I, I think that Battlestar Galactica movie killed it, Ooh. which I believe he was the villain. in that. I haven't ever seen it. No, he he kind of looks like like a like a cybernetic undertaker.
0: Yeah, he's got really long dreadlocks for some reason too. Yeah, it's a bizarre look,
1: but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I think that's kind of the thing with him. His trajectory did not go
0: the way he planned. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, just I, I one of the things I loved about uh, The Rock when I was watching it was Ed Harris. Uh, performance in it he's he's very good in it um ed harris is great also i love ed harris he's he's kind of like a one of those underrated actors of all time kind of guy
1: when i think ed harris i think of the movie milk money
0: nice i love that movie (laughs)
1: <laughs> That's for my mind is.
0: Yeah. I, I love that movie. movie. I, my favorite scene is when he takes her into, this, into the classroom and he starts like drawing on her on her breast with the, the marker and everything. I do not remember
1: anything about. Yeah, that. he's
0: trying to. Like, he's teaching his class like all about you know sex education and stuff. He's like, and the kids like drawing. Who is What is it? Uh, who is who's the woman? Um, Meg something, um, not Meg Ryan. <laughs> not Meg Ryan. Uh, uh, Melanie Ryan. Griffith. You know, oh, okay. that's pretty close not bad <laughs> uh yeah the kids like drawing on her on her on her breasts and everything I, I used to love that movie when i was a kid uh yeah um but yeah so yeah ed harris is, is great in it um but there's like a lot of well all those like the face face off and ran broken arrow and con air obviously and and the rock um like just the side characters it's like oh i know that guy yeah that's the guy from that movie and that's another guy from that other movie so that, that, those 90s movies were just, the 90s action movies were just a wild time for characters and character actors. and fighters. They
1: were treasures for that. like Joe Pantoliano is in everything. <laughs> and he dies in everything. In everything. Except <laughs> Bad Boys.
0: <Yeah. laughs>
1: so far, there's another yeah. one coming.
0: So. I was going to say, maybe in Bad Boys 5.
1: <laughs> we got two votes for The Abyss and Ed Harris.
0: Love that movie. It's my favorite uh, James Cameron movie.
1: I've never seen it. It's a good I actually don't know what it is. I assume
0: aliens aliens in the ocean.
1: Okay, I I I thought it was the same thing as Cocoon, (laughs) which I think is also about an alien, but the aliens in a cocoon. Yeah, (laughs) is that what Cocoon is?
0: I've never seen Cocoon before. Okay, I know what I know what a cocoon is.
1: (laughs) On my Monster Squad VHS, I had taped because I taped it on TV. Uh There was the ending of Cocoon on it before my before Monster Squad, so I'd seen that part. Um,
0: anyway. <laughs> uh, and then i the my last watch of the week was black hawk down uh which i hadn't watched in a long time
1: is that also a, Tra- a travolta movie
0: no travolta in that one okay no. that would have been fun if he was so. it's got everyone else in it though hmm. every other actor you can possibly think of like i remember when we were talking about band of brothers um a couple of months ago how every actor you know is in that it's like black hawk down is the same way um you know, Tom Hardy, Ewan McGregor, Orlando Bloom, oh. uh, Jason Isaacs, <laughs> uh, um, stupid uh, Josh Hartnett, who runs terrible. I, I, tweeted it, I tweeted that the other day. They show him running. He's a terrible runner. He just looks very awkward with his legs and, and everything. But the action in Black Hawk Down is next level, like, beyond war movie action. And, like, it's just nonstop. <laughs> it's just nonstop uh, uh, gun battles and firefights and um, – yeah, it's, I, I I I thought about Black Hawk Down for a long time before I watched it, and I, I, when I put it on, I just had a great time with it. It's such a such a good fun, not fun, but a good action war movie, um, which I'm glad I I got to again. I mean, you're not into war movies, but had you seen that one?
1: Mm-mm.
0: No, that's one of the ones I've skipped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. it came out around the same time as Pearl Harbor. Right, Josh Hardin, Yeah, he's just that was his his time. I,
1: I yeah and I, I remember pearl harbor was kind of the official i do not like these types of movies movie for me <laughs> and I, I just didn't see it mm-hmm. I, I have seen some more films since though but not that one mm-hmm. uh ian says i missed the 90s we would watch crazy action movies that made no sense had cheesy scenes not necessary nudity We would still love and appreciate them these these days we crap on everything Mm, I mean
0: I love I love watching those movies now. Like the John Wick movies that are coming they're in, in phase now when we watched the um that Santa movie with David Harbour last year. Oh that was fun. Um, I like that then, lot. and then you know, speaking of John Wu, he's got that other one coming out, the other what Christmas one? one with Joel Kinnaman.
1: Oh yeah, I want to see that.
0: Um, that. that John Wick revenge um action movie. I look forward to watching that. Um I had a great time with Bad Boys Four um mm-hmm. i thought it was a good time so i i like those movies i like i like ian is saying like there's just crazy action no nonsense or lots of no no lots of stuff that makes lots no of sense. nonsense yeah lots of nonsense um i, I love re- i love those kind of movies
1: a recent nonsensical 90s like movie is sympathy for the devil not just because has nick cage in it but it <laughs> it really it, it feels like those kind of movies Plus, there is the, the diner scene. I'll, I'll just bring that up
0: again. He like, loves, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he loves the nightlife.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, you Black Hawk Down. Black Hawk Down is incredible. Saw it at the cinema. It's a standout war movie for sure. Mm-hmm. There's a line from Where the Millers or Meet the Millers. I forget what that movie's called. And as I was reading Ian's comment just now, I was trying my best not to mess up and repeat the line from Where the Millers. Mm. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. It's a, t- it's a line for a later time.
0: <laughs> for a later time later time um, yeah that's it for my watches um, this Still week is with yeah
1: kind of light on the watches for me too I think
0: yeah I didn't watch anything new um, like Gen V ended last week that I was keeping up on and it's over um, I didn't watch Loki um, I'm trying to think of something else that's new that's out for the TV watches that I can think of I don't Nothing nothing right now for me.
1: No, there's stuff I want to get to, and I I probably will, but now that I'm watching Six Feet Under, everything is, you know. Time is gone. Time is gone. I have a a show to watch, and there's a lot of it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I'll get to it when I get to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, As far as reading, I had a really light week with reads, too. Um, and and It's not because I didn't want to. I didn't have the time, but also there wasn't a lot that caught my eye this week. Um, the one I did want to make sure and read was the new Punisher book from David Peppos. There you go, I can't pronounce it. Peppos. <laughs> uh, so I read that and I'd never read a Punisher book before, mm. I'm, I'm pretty sure I hadn't. And so it was cool to read that. And this is a new take on the Punisher, it's not Frank Castle. Oh, it is a new, yeah, it's a new character. I didn't know that. Yeah, so I, I don't know where Frank Castle is because he had that mini series. I want to say it was last year where they debuted yeah. like the new costume and stuff. And oh, there yes. was a take on the skull. Yep. So um, I don't know if he would have. I think he's around somewhere. He's just not practicing hmm. punishment, I suppose. I'm not really sure. <laughs> I like that. I, I don't know. So you get a new character, um, Joe Garrison, I believe is his name. Hmm. It's a similar kind of story. Family dies, and he is uh, already a government entity. So he kind of just goes ballistic.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I don't think his outfit is meant to be a skull from the looks of it and the way they commented about it. I, I, it looks like one, but I don't think it's supposed to be one, which is yeah, it, I'm looking it, at the, it's a choice.
0: And looking at the cover here, he's got kind of pieces here that are white and could be eyes. Yeah, and the pieces right here in the middle, and then his belt has like ammunition.
1: It, it's um, actually like a ballistic vest. mouth. Yeah, it, but I think it has like lights on or something. I don't really get mm-hmm. the design, and that's sure. that's an artistic thing, not a story thing. I just don't get the way it's drawn. Okay. But uh, the story itself is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I, I thought the story was interesting. Uh, again, I haven't read Punisher before, so I don't really know a lot about Frank. I just know mm-hmm. what I've seen in the Thomas Jane movie, which I enjoy. And also <laughs> Warzone as well as a Don Berthnall version. That's that's, that's right. a bunch of knowledge I
0: have. <laughs> yeah, that that's pretty much it for me as well. Um I did read one um Punisher story. Uh, there was one that came out a couple years ago, um Soviet or something Soviet. And then I read another one where he and Wolverine teamed up. Oh, um I should and take that and I, I can't remember if it was a Ghost Rider book. I think it was a Ghost Rider book. Or something happened. I can't remember what it was now. I think they, they teamed up in the past and they teamed up again. Hmm. Um, yeah, and I never read a Punisher story. And I wanted to always read the Garth Ennis one. Um, yeah. It came out many years ago. Um, and actually, the brand new trade is coming out for that this year. I think it's in actually a few weeks or it's early next year. Um, so it's something I may pick up as well because I'm a big fan of Garth Ennis. Good times now.
1: Uh, Frank says, Frank Castle is currently in another realm helping children. Jason Aaron run is really good. Is the Jason Aaron run the uh, the run with... Okay, that is.
0: Yeah, that's the one where they changed the, the okay. skull thing on it, yep.
1: Uh, Ian says, Transformers was great. I'm also enjoying Birds of Prey. I haven't read the new Birds of Prey. I kind of wanted to, though. I forgot it came out. Mm. Uh, I didn't know there was one. Yeah, it's a different team this time. It's not the usual Huntress um, Black Canary team. And, uh, of course, Oracle. I'll see if that's on the DC um, Unlimited app. i like to read it. I don't think I'm going to keep up with Transformers, though.
0: I'd forgotten about it. I'm definitely going to read it um, upcoming this week.
1: For me, I think the one
0: that kind of did it for me. Yep. But uh, that, that's just me.
1: Uh, Ian okay. caught up with Dark Knights of Steel. Strongly recommend that series. So that's one I know I will love. It's 100%. Lord of the Rings with Batman and Superman. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I have to read that at some point. Maybe yeah. that's my reading homework for this week.
0: Yeah, there you go.
1: <laughs> um, but anyway, Punisher, sure I like that a lot. I thought it was cool. A lot happens in that one issue, though. Like, mm. There's a lot that goes on, including a villain I'd never heard of, who's kind of mm. like the Hulk.
0: Is he a new one that they created, or do you think it's... I'm not
1: sure. I think he's been in each. Marvel okay. Comics before. I just haven't seen him before. Okay. I, I just haven't seen myself. Um, it's very violent, which is cool. Of course. Yeah, so I read that and then I, I did read um, the the What If Tomb of Dracula book. I
0: didn't like it. I don't really want to talk about it. <laughs> moving along. Yes, moving along. What'd you <laughs> read? Uh, nothing. I didn't get to any reads this week. So, um, nothing. And like you were saying, like, there wasn't much um, that caught my eye. I should have gotten to Transformers um, 2, but there was nothing else that I would have gotten to. Well, I could have, I, 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 I had the physical copy being sent. To me, of Phantom Road number six, the book from Jeff Lemire and Gabriel Walta, um, which I haven't kept on that one, but I'm getting the physical, so I eventually will. Um, another thing that I did want to read, and I actually just bought all three of the issues for these um, the third issue of Creep Show um, came out this past week. Um, it's oh, yeah. an anthology series um, that tells um, creepy uh, tales of suspense and horror. Um, it's got, like, uh, skeletons on the front and all that kind of stuff. The issue that just came out was written by Zoe Thoroughgood. Oh, I like her stuff. Yeah, and then the issue before that was written by Mo- Michael Walsh, who did uh, Silver Coin. Mm-hmm. And then the issue before that was written by Garth Ennis, um, with uh, stuff from Becky Cloonan and Phil Hester as well. Um, so it's like an anthology horror series, and I, I, I don't know why I missed it um, in general. You know, you and I are always looking for more horror, horror, um, horror to read. The horror books to read. So um, I just took a chance and bought all three of three of the issues. Um, uh, Anthology uh, stories are always pretty big with you and I. We don't have to get uh, into too much and Mm -hmm. invest too much. So uh, I'm definitely going to be checking that out as soon as I can. One of the other, um, it's got a whole bunch of issues that are um, planned for. It uh, goes until the end of January, it looks like. So just a short little series. Uh, so I'm going to be checking that out. Um, so, yeah, not much else from this week. Next week is a big one.
1: Um, I, I know we both wanted to read the Camp Crowley book, but I guess neither yeah, of us got to it.
0: No, I never got to it. I, I've read the other ones. Uh, I forget what it is, the Amateur Monster Hunter, and the other one is... I can't remember what the other one is called. Um but yeah, it's written by David Dashmaltin, who is polka dot man in the Suicide Squad. And he's also a Tom McGiff. And a whole bunch, of, uh, whole bunch of yeah. And he, and he was a Wendy's commercials here. <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> hey, he's busy. I can I wouldn't say a poor guy. He's busy. <laughs> That's true. He's
1: got a lot of, and he was in Ant-Man.
0: Uh, one, yeah, Ant Man. yeah, he's in two, any Dennis he's, yeah, he's in every Dennis Villeneuve uh, movie as well. Is he? Uh, yeah, he's the one of the guys in Dune who dies. He's the weird, creepy guy in Prisoners. Uh, oh, who, yeah. Who Hugh Jackman takes to the bathroom. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> the darker side um, of Hugh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but next week's got some good ones that I want to read. It's got Fish Flies number three, it's got a new Geiger book. Uh, hmm. We've got The Deviant from James Tynan about that weird creepy santa who's doing weird creepy things um which i want to get to uh it's, there's also an issue of the that animal pound from tom king uh oh, he's telling good. the he's telling the story of animal farm but in the pound instead of on a farm hmm. um, so that's something i want to get to with it being tom king uh, but yeah so nothing this week but i'll make sure i do my homework for next week
1: Homework is uh, I mean, it's not really homework. But stuff you want to read. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have—I have some stuff I would like to, like Dark Knights of Steel. I think I'm making it my business yep. to read that this week. And Count Crowley because i have i missed that one. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the someone some sent the new issue of Batman. really good too. One thirty-nine.
0: Yeah, it's just, it's the start of a new arc, I think. Uh, yeah, with the Joker. So that's that's always a good read.
1: To something good to check out.
0: Yeah, new story arc begins. Batman versus the Joker, more brutal than ever. Following the cataclysmic events of the Gotham War, which I didn't read, mm-hmm. Batman finds himself completely isolated from his family, struggling to keep their rage of Xur, Xur in check. But he can't stop because he's out there haunting the city, taunting the Dark Knight. The Joker and the new Batman is ready to stop him for once of all. Mind bomb, is what it calls. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I, I haven't been keeping up on it. Uh, I haven't. I, guess I
1: yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking. I'd like to pick that up because I someone told me it was good, and I have been reading the main title anyway. So it might mm-hmm. be a good point to jump back on. That's fair. I've been reading. I feel like I've been reading all of the offshoots, like you mm-hmm. know, City of Madness. Mm-hmm. I'm not reading Gargoyle of Gotham, but there was something else I read. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Batman and Robin. I read that a while back.
0: Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. So I think that's it for our reads and watches this week, uh, week, Chris. But you did uh, watch something else. I um, did. You watched the Marvels, um, and we're gonna kind of blend this in. I haven't seen the Marvels. I, I, I probably won't see the Marvels maybe until it comes on Disney Plus, and maybe not uh, even after that. But uh, we mm-hmm. did kind of want to talk about some other things: release date changes, uh, the Variety article, um, and other MCU musings. So I'll I'll kick it off with you, Chris, if you want to uh, give us some kind of general thoughts about the Marvels, and uh, we can kind of have a quick little chat uh, about uh, what we think of the MCU going into 2024 and beyond.
1: Yeah, so I enjoyed the Marvels. I know it's getting uh, a lot of mixed reviews and whatnot, and as most movies do, but to me, I think the Marvel is just entertaining. It's nothing special. It's not a masterpiece, but... It works, I think, for the most part. And really, it's from the leads. I mean, I really like Brie Larson in every appearance as Captain Marvel. I mm-hmm. think she's been great. Uh, I also love the actress that plays Miss Marvel. I think she's just fantastic. She has so much personality and charm. And her enthusiasm for the character and Marvel in general is contagious, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's cool to see her. I forget the name of the actress who plays Monica Rambeau. But she was really good in WandaVision. And I think she gets to do a lot here. That works, too. But out of the three of them, I feel like she gets the most undercut. Hmm. That's just me. I, I think that she should have had a little bit more to do, too. But that's fine. Uh, the action is really fun, too. It's Normally, I think Marvel is hit or miss when it comes to the action in the films. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's really cool. Sometimes it's not. Mm-hmm. This is one of the times it's really cool, especially with the switching that they do. That was mm-hmm. creative. The villain is what you'd expect. It's a Marvel film. And the story is okay. But I, I think my biggest complaint about the film is that it, it feels chopped up. Like as mm-hmm. if there's chunks missing or something. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if that was a the studio thing, the director. I don't know. That's above my pay grade. Mm-hmm. But it, to me, it showed throughout the movie that something is missing here. Mm-hmm. And also the post credit scene, which I'm not going to spoil.
0: Uh, it, it's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I had a good time
1: with it. It's not in, my favorite, general, but I, I had a
0: good time. In general, from some of the people that I've seen talk about it, um, you know Zeddy, Nico, and I think Ian in the comments as well. That seems to be more or less what I'm I'm reading as well. People love the cast. Um, yeah, you not know, the cast free leads. Um, are, are, are you know doing a, a great job? So, um, and, you know, and, and what I saw from Miss Marvel, I think I watched all of Miss Marvel and enjoyed it. The lead, yeah, yeah Iman Valoney, I think her her name is. Yeah, she's mommy, great. Iman you know, Benal, Benal. Yeah, she's great as Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got a, she's got a kinetic energy that you know, just her personality in general as a human being. I think it carries over to um, the characters as Miss as Marvel. So I, I I would agree with you, and I, will you know, take. I'll take your word for it. I, I, I would, you know, without seeing it, I, I can totally see that her, um, you know, would make the the movie enjoyable um, as as much as possible.
1: So Ian says it was enjoyable, great chemistry between the leads, some original scenes, but it was messy. Felt like it was rushing to the end, very little depth, and worst villain in the MCU. I agree on most of these, except worst villain, because I, I there I think there's been a worse villain.
0: Who is the villain? Her name is Darbin. Was she in the trailers? I didn't know if I saw yeah, her in She's other.
1: just a random Cree lady. Oh, and the Cree
0: thing, eh?
1: Yeah, it's a Cree thing. And, and it's fine. I mean, she does her job. And it's not even the actress's fault. They just don't give her a ton to do other than, hey, be a menacing villain every time you're on screen. Mm-hmm. That's really it. Which, again, it's fine. It's This is the way the Marvel films work generally hmm I mean, I think the worst villain is still Malekith from Thor the Dark World. hmm I'd say he is still, in my opinion, the the worst villain. Mm-hmm. But even then I, I like Dark World. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: Ian says without spoilers, the post credits scene has been hinted at numerous times before, so it didn't hit for me. Didn't help. Uh, I don't know if we can say that one, but it's already on screen. <laughs> It'll be like a cartoon in a live action movie. <laughs> um yeah, we'll have to talk about that one later. <laughs> sure. The villain is Ronan the Accuser with the wig. Hmm. I think Ronan had more depth. Um But yeah, and it's tanking at the box office, which I don't really, I mean, I get it, but there's a lot of factors at play. There.
0: So do you think it's quality of the movie or like, is this kind of a tangent off from our MCU talk or do you just think it's the superhero thing? um do you think it's like with well okay i'll tie it into what we were going talking about like a few weeks ago there was a big variety article about the mcu mm-hmm. you know changes here and there we need to bring back the original cast um changes this that and the other thing um do you see this as an mcu problem a superhero problem or a the marvels problem
1: i see it as a comic book movie problem really okay I, I do think there's a fatigue that is happening i mm-hmm. think that is real I also think they're just such a variety to see now. You know, there's a lot of different movies out Mm -hmm. that people don't always want to go to a Marvel movie, which is fine. But I don't think that they're rushing to these anymore. Also, the quality is really varied lately with the Marvel films. Mm -hmm. You know, I I don't... There's one for everyone, of course. Right. But I can say I haven't really been enjoying a lot of what we've seen from the MCU recently. Mm -hmm. So there's fatigue, there's variety... And then people still know they could just stream in a few months. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing as when we say, oh, I'll wait for VHS or I'll wait for DVD, Blu-ray. I'll wait for did streaming. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, one of the interesting things about the MCU for me is, you know, uh, I've liked 5% of their movies so far. However many they are, 30 Mm -hmm. 30 movies or 40 with the TV shows included or whatever. I probably liked about 5% of them. But I had seen all of them. Um, you know, it wasn't until recently where I decided where, um, you know, and I, I like to watch them. I like the genre, the superhero genre. I like some of the actors um, in general. You know, I don't know a lot about Marvel stuff, but I did enjoy the, the stories and all and, and, and the characters. But I also just like to talk to my friends about it. You know, I like talking with you about it. Um, and it wasn't until recently around when the TV shows started to come out is where I really told myself and I really felt for myself, like, I I just, I can't keep watching these movies that I, in TV shows that I just don't enjoy. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, uh, um, She-Hulk. I I watched the first couple episodes, giving it a chance, and I just, I did not like that show. Um, You know, I I, I did not see Thor, Love and Thunder. Mm -hmm. I did not, I haven't seen Ant-Man, Quantumania. I will not watch it. I didn't enjoy, uh, overall, uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. So for me, as a, as a, you know, with all these big changes about the MCU and um, whether people are, are going to see it, if it's the, the fatigue for superheroes or the MCU, for me and like you were saying, there's other things that I can watch. I don't mm-hmm. need to watch these MCU movies. I can watch something else um, and and find enjoyment. I don't feel the need to watch them anymore. And in those first, you know, the Infinity Saga or whatever. It felt like there was a need to watch those movies. It felt like they were, you know, a must watch thing. they they were an event. They were right. leading to something. They were Thanos, Thanos, Thanos. You know, and now they obviously they got the Kang thing going on and uh, Kang yeah, Kang thing King. going on. And that just it just doesn't interest me. You know, I didn't like Loki, Loki season one. Um, you know, I don't know I, I only know from what Kang or what happened with Kang and Quantumania from what you told me. Mm -hmm. um i don't know what his character is and i don't care to know it um so for me in the mcu they they don't make a product that i feel the need to watch anymore
1: that's fair but i think i think that's a lot of people too i think a lot of people when endgame ended that was it now it's just whenever the spider-man movie they'll go to that now thor and dr strange both did pretty well at the box office Mm-hmm. but I, I really think people are just going to go to the familiar, the, the big ones for themselves. And I guess Mar- the Marvels doesn't count as that for some people, mm-hmm. which, I mean, I, I get it. It's not your cup of tea. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Ian says, this film was micromanaged by a committee for sure. It was trying to do too much. felt like a show that had been condensed into a movie, then cut even further to get under two hours. Yeah, that's kind of what it's like. I, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. um phil says comic book fatigue is real and the market is overloaded right now too many choices and marvel seems to be putting out subpar entries nothing is a must see Mm -hmm. the must see thing that varies person to person but i do i do think there is something to be said when like you would give a perfect example thanos in that first let's say wave of marvel marvel films Mm -hmm. it was building toward a bigger story and people were invested in that story They were a part of the experience. Whereas Mm -hmm. now, they've kind of cut that because to be part of it, you have to watch these series. Mm -hmm. And the series are... I mean, I haven't... I don't think there's one I outright didn't like. Like, I couldn't stand or anything. But they're really... Again, they're mixed in quality. I've seen Mm -hmm. most of them except uh, Secret Invasion, which I will probably eventually watch. I
0: totally forgot about that one. (laughs) Yeah, I'll eventually watch it.
1: But I think it just... Is what it is. There's there's a lot out there, and people aren't invest, invested anymore.
0: Yeah, and the interesting thing about like, mm-hmm. um, you know, building towards a story, everything's connected. You know, it, there there was something still about those original Marvel movies where you could watch them and get an enjoyment out of that one. Mm-hmm. Now it feels like I can't I I can't get the enjoyment out of the movies that coming out or in the TV shows coming out the post Endgame. Even though they are connected, they're still kind of connected much like the first, you know, phase or whatever. But I still, I can't find an enjoyment in one and by just watching one. And like I said, not every movie has to be, you know, you'll give me a reason. Why did you make this? Nobody asked for this. That's what movies are. I don't ask for any of this stuff. Right. You, just, you're supposed you're supposed to sell me on something that that maybe I don't like and I'll find enjoyment in it or, or it's anything up to like the that. the consumer
1: to say, I'm going to watch that.
0: For sure it is. And, and what what I'm finding with these ones, the TV shows and the movies, I, and I, it really is post-Endgame, even though I didn't enjoy a lot that came before Endgame, but at least I watched all of them. I'm just not finding singular enjoyment in, why, in watching any of them, regardless of what it's even building towards, which I do also still find as a problem. I don't see the point in continuing to watch them. Now I don't feel that there's a point to just watch one regardless of what it's leading to.
1: But you are in for Deadpool 3, right?
0: You see, in uh, Deadpool isn't I don't like I I like the first one. I don't like the second one. So, okay. I I'm not a big Ryan Reynolds fan though. But <laughs> I don't Wolverine. like that smart ass <laughs> What?
1: But Wolverine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and that'll be one that I watch, yes, but I fully expect that I will not enjoy it much like I watch. Okay. I, I I did watch those first, you know, pre-Endgame Marvel Mm -hmm. movies. And I expected that there's no way I'm going to watch like Dark Thor 2. There's no way I'm going to like Ant-Man 2. But I'll watch it to see what it's like. And hopefully, I will find some enjoyment in it.
1: Yeah. Um, Bill says, the series feel like homework. I think they do to a lot of people. And they they can be when it it comes to power. You have to watch this to understand this. Because in the case of the Marvels, if you did not watch WandaVision or Miss Marvel, you are lost. Mm. Oh, really? They, they do not explain Kamala at all, really. Oh, you, you do get a like a. They, they mention Monica's origin somewhat, mm. like enough, I guess. But Kamala, you will be lost.
0: Mm. That's interesting.
1: Uh, Ian says phase one was great because they're independent character movies that develop the character these days the movies are more about pushing the story forward so we're not connecting with the characters that's a big difference too but also I wonder if we brought this on ourselves sure. because we talk about you know watching those movies and feeling connected waiting for the Thanos stuff mm-hmm. and that's what they did they go back and watch those movies They they are independent
0: sure but there's threads you know Yeah, the stones are still around, and the building is... is, But I
1: I guess maybe it's not as much in your face, but then again, I I don't think these films really are either. Because Kang has only been in one movie. Yeah. (laughs) And it's debatable which Kang that even was.
0: (laughs) Who is this person?
1: (laughs) Well, you know, there's there's variants and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Frank says, MCU movies always had a hint of vanilla, so they can all mix well together at the end. Now that hint of vanilla isn't leading to anything. That's a good way to put it, too. Hmm. Yeah, it's just vanilla now, which I like vanilla, so it works for me most of the time.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I guess we're, we're only going to get one um, 24 uh, yeah. MCU movie, uh, mm-hmm. and it is Deadpool, isn't it? It is Deadpool, or as I like to call <laughs> it Wolverine. But that's not an MCU movie, right? Yes, it is. Or is it? It, it is. is. Okay.
1: Yeah, Deadpool 3 is an MCU movie now, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to do all kinds of crazy stuff.
0: Well, we've seen some, like, if you'll watch some of the or looked at some of the league footage or pictures, like, some I forget what it was, like, the Fox logo and stuff is included in some stuff. And obviously, uh, Logan Wolverine is in it. Um, so it, it's going to mess some things up. And that's the other thing, like, we're talking about if with what you just mentioned about the Marvels, like, if you hadn't seen uh, WandaVision or, or Miss Marvel, then you don't know what's happening. So mm-hmm. I wonder if Deadpool. 3 is going to be the same kind of thing, but I think it's, it's going to have a different kind of storytelling. It's going to have a different kind of writing um, to it than most MCU movies. Because I think it'll is... be more welcome. Yeah.
1: And, and especially because Deadpool can speak to you, essentially. Right. I think that'll help get you along. And also, mm-hmm. Dead, you know the Deadpool audience, I, I don't say that as like they're a separate group of humans, but um, mm-hmm. Deadpool has his own audience who will see him. But that, that was right. shown with 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. so they will still show up for three, and then you also have the MCU folks, and just mm-hmm. every anybody who's a fan of this stuff, I think we'll see Deadpool 3. Sure. Plus
0: Wolverine. Yes, yeah, and plus uh, Hugh Jackman of Wolverine. So yeah, we got one MCU movie, we have no DCU movies, but we have a DC movie with The Joker 2. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, the strikes had a lot to do with this, yeah. and date changes have a lot to do with, but I think it's very interesting that you know, the, the plans for post 2024 are going to be very important for both companies Mm and, in in finding enjoyment and making sure, you know, all they're worried about is getting butts in seats and people watching their movies or getting as many people watch their movies as possible. Um, you know, I think they have to start by making a good product. I think that's going to be the, the, and they, and they have lots of time to do that now. And if, if the, if they're going to use the strike to their advantage kind of and the release date changes to their advantage and make whatever changes they're going to make to make sure that people get back and, you know, get their butts back in seats, you know, cause MCU movies used to be, you know, like printing money. Yes. And now we see that that's not the case anymore. It's not just a DC thing. You know, it was the, the big joke on, on, on Twitter right now is, you know, the black Adam opening doesn't look so bad anymore. <laughs> um, after, after all this stuff, um, with the mcu is coming out so it's gonna be interesting um what happens you know all the plans in 24 um you know we're gonna see a bunch of um dc plans all start coming together casting and and all of that stuff and the same thing with the uh with mcu as well they're they're they are building towards something you know we've got secret wars coming out and um the kang dynasty i think was the other um, uh big one eventually coming out so uh, it's going to be an interesting year for for comic book movies, even though there's only two of them coming out in 2024.
1: There's lots to look forward to, and the mm-hmm. MCU is not dead, in my opinion.
0: <laughs> I don't think either of them are dead. I think that's no. the thing, and I think and I think they're and, if, and that's why I think they're taking you know the the time needed. They're they're going to try and make sure that they fix this stuff mm-hmm. in both instances.
1: I think so too. I think we're going to be better for it. I'm looking forward okay. to, to everything, mm-hmm. for most of it. Anyway.
0: Oh. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, yeah. no, I'm almost right yeah. after Aquaman 2, we'll probably get more DCU stuff too.
0: Right. they the, probably just need to get past that now That's why that date hasn't which, changed.
1: Which by the way, that trailer <laughs> really looked phenomenal in IMAX, just say.
0: Well, like in that trailer, like it shows a lot of CGI stuff in it. Yeah, uh, they look really they good. Don't, they don't they don't you know they don't hide the hide the seahorses uh, and all that kind of stuff. So no. no. <laughs> They're there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just some quick thoughts on um on the, some MCU musings, um, Chris. Anything else you want to chat about and before we get out of here?
1: Um, uh, not really. I thought the Dead Boys dead Dead Boy Detective trailer was cool. I don't know anything about them, but I really like that trailer.
0: Oh, yeah, it's going to Netflix now. I think yeah, I read something about that, it. Oh, I'm going to have to check that out. I forgot about it. I thought
1: that. I sent it to you. Maybe I didn't. I
0: don't know.
1: Uh, I, don't, I might not have. <laughs> I <laughs> thought that looked great um i ian mentioned earlier i forgot about the new rebel moon trailer came out i'm gonna watch that in a bit i haven't watched that yet i I haven't and i think that's it i'm just looking forward to more six feet under this week some comics
0: and uh that'll do it for me yeah uh right on uh so hit us up with some plugs then, chris where can people find you
1: you guys can follow me on twitter at that chris seven zero you can also follow the podcast i do with my buddies Phil Walsh and Anthony Caruso over at DC Unlimited Pod. We just dropped a new episode on Friday where we talk about our wish list for Batman Brave and the Bold or whatever the hell have you called it at the end of the day. <laughs> and uh, as always, I'd love it if you guys would follow this show at G of the Geeks. Emmett is always better with the rest of the plug, so he will take over.
0: Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Emmett Davis 7 uh, Gathering of Geeks is available on YouTube. And wherever you get your podcast. just search uh, for Gathering of Geeks and you'll find us there. Um, thanks to Eric, Zeddy, uh, Phil1, and Phil2, uh, <laughs> Cookie, Frank, Ian, uh, Joe, uh, which mm-hmm. Joe was it? Mm, we have a from Joe from the how, how We Get Your Podcast also. Thank you. Um, thank you, That. Thank you, Joe. Uh, I think that's everybody. Uh, Zeddy, I think I said thanks to you as well. Uh, thanks for watching, guys. Uh, this was a fun one. I uh, loved hearing everybody's thoughts on music and the MCU. And all of that good stuff. And uh, Chris and I will report uh, back next week about the killer. Uh, Don't forget, you got to watch that, which is this week, Chris. Um, I watch uh, it, but doesn't have John Travolta as the bad guy, so we'll see. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, So, in saying all that, uh, for Chris, I'm Emmett, and we gather on Sundays. Have a great week, everybody.